Welcome to the Blue Coyote. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Blue Coyote. Yeah, so today, I guess I'm just going to be speaking a bit on uh, myself, how this all came to be, and um, yeah, just a little bit more about who I am. Um, I spoke on my Instagram, it's different for me doing this by myself. Um, you know, I've gotten pretty used to the to the format of bouncing ideas off of somebody else, but, you know, I got started down this road. Uh, you know, growing up, you have a lot of different ideas about what it is you want to do, what you think you want to do. Um, I was always a kid with a big imagination, obviously, and I, I could kind of tell that I thought about the world um, a bit differently than those around me. You know, I, I was a daydreamer, and um, basically the, the mainstream format of what we do, what, it, what a life means, um, expectations, you know, I never saw any sensibility in the idea of being realistic, you could say. Um, I always wanted, I always knew that there was, you could say, more. Basically from the get-go, you know, I just asked that question of why. And, um, you know, I just, so I felt now, now I know that I was, you know, have some sort of connection to, to higher beings or to, or just more of an, a connection inward, you could say. Yeah, to kind of paint a picture here of a, a timeline. I was about 17, or right before I turned 17, uh, I got myself into some trouble. I spoke about that on episode two of the podcast. And after that, you know, well, leading up to that, you know, I was into what you would call conspiracy, basically just had an understanding of of reality and self and, and karma, but when you're that young, when you're a teenager um, in the society, it's kind of funny because there's an expectation for you to be figuring yourself out and your life out, but also um, it's almost, it is, you could say, encouraged at that same time for you to to sow your wild oats and something that that I've tried to express to some people around me is that, you know, the figureheads or the, yeah, I guess you could say the figureheads of this society, um, them, they, the ones behind it all, they are just as happy to have you get yourself in trouble as they are for you to fall in line and and do the norm. They're just as happy to lock you up as to have you do the nine to five. Um, you're controlled either way. So breaking out of the matrix, um, breaking away from society, it doesn't mean that you go and um, commit a felony or get yourself in trouble. That's not, that's one of their avenues. That's not your own avenue um, to rebel in that sense. You know, definitely not to cause violence or to victimize anybody. That's not um, that's not having an awakening that's falling in line. It's not green tea radio today. It's peach tea radio. We're all about the tea. Anyway, 
so getting back to it, that's that's where I was, you know, had an understanding. So I okay, so basically, you know, this whole thing begs the question of when and how did I discover this line of thinking or how did it come to be? As I was explaining, I always picked up on a sort of mysticism in the world. In other podcast episodes I've spoke about, you know, my paranormal experience all those that I've had, um, you know, I was always drawn towards things like the fantasy realm, you could say. I was fascinated by history, you know, so I could always get, I could get lost in a daydream. I could, you know, read something and feel connected to that world, whatever that was through my psychedelic experience, you know, I kind of, uh, after some, this, you know, I'm, I'm jumping around a bit, but after having some psychedelic experience later on in my life, you know, I can, I look at a piece of artwork and a piece of art really is, it's a portal into someone else's consciousness. We're all energy. The energy that they put forth into their creation is a portal into their consciousness. Through psychedelics, it reconnected me to that child, to the, to the kid that I was. But anyway, so just getting back to where I was, my story. I grew up in a small town in western Massachusetts and basically you know with the system that um, that we're all put through you know the education indoctrination system this these attributes that I've always had weren't hmm, I guess the word would be they were not rewarded uh, they were not necessarily encouraged. Those sort of characteristics are actually pushed out and suppressed in the system designed by John Rockefeller to create obedient workers for the American money machine, to create obedient workers smart enough to do the paperwork but dumbed down enough to never ask why. So middle school rolls around... Um, you know, it definitely, it can hurt, it can sting um, when you kind of get singled, when you when you do get singled out like that, when you can tell that people are getting, are kind of put out, um, frustrated with trying to fit you in to fit you as a cog in the machine. Um, around that time, the idea was introduced to me, you know, take some Ritalin, take some Adderall to help focus. Um, you know, and even at that age, you know, at 11, 12 years old, I was, I couldn't understand. It didn't make sense to me that somebody would want you to be dependent on, on, you know, some third party substance to just to exist, you know, and that definitely stung. Um, but fast forward, you know, and I had a lot of, you know, be, because of some home stuff, you know, home life, my parents separated when I was really young um and just so between that and the you know stuff like stuff of that nature the home stuff the personal stuff um and then the the struggles with school um you know I had a lot of had a lot of anxiety um a lot of worry and some sadness um the younger I was you know I was I can still do it, but I could definitely escape in my head to somewhere else. You know, even though I was shy, I was, you know, I was never the kid to, 
you know, to lash out and get kicked out of the classroom or anything like that. I just, um, I just couldn't, I just had a hard time wrapping my head around why we did certain things. Um, you know, I didn't, I couldn't see that as clearly, you know, when I was half the age I am now, but, but now I know that that was going on, um, in my subconscious. And anyway, so going into the seventh grade, you know, I think it was, you know, they'd have me, I think, you know, some school, school counseling and shit like that. But you, you know, I had my, uh, when I was that age, I had my, my circle of friends, you know, um, I wasn't at every birthday party or anything or Mr. Popular, but I had the, my immediate group, um, you know, friends who are like family. There's a difference between discovering who you are and choosing who you are. We're presented with a plethora, with a plethora of artificial characteristics and interests, and we build a character based off of those things. That's not discovering who you are, okay? You have to step away from that to discover who you are. So going into middle high school, we... We accept, accept the reality with which we're presented, and we adapt to survive in it. Um, and you're not going to, you don't get very far um, pointing those things out. I think I bottled up some resentment um, and kind of carried that into, I carried that into, you know, the next couple of years. And I did, um, you know, yeah, I fucked around a little bit, lashed out a little bit. Um, but, you know, going forward from there, right at that time, around that time, I was actually, I was able to see that there, there was a man behind a curtain, um, the man behind the curtain pulling the strings, because I knew it had to be, you know, so I, I came in, I had a conversation, um, around, yeah, around that time, like 13, 14, um, about medication and, um, you know, about how, you know, I was introduced to the idea of that there was some sort of intent behind the whole thing. And so, like I just said, as a, you know, I came across the idea of a man behind the curtain, those feelings that I had had, the not understanding you know, not not only not understanding the problems that I was having in the classroom or why people in my life were unhappy or stressed out, uh, I was able, I finally got, I knew it had to be something and I got an answer um, as to part of it and would soon discover how deep the whole thing runs. Um, but even with knowing all of that, I was I was still lost for a while. Um, as I was speaking about in the beginning, it's not about you don't rebel from the system by breaking their rules. You create your own, and uh, you mind your fucking business too, um, and you'll figure it out if you're not gonna <clears throat> let the cookie cutter cut you. If you're not gonna let the cookie cutter cut you, don't let the cookie cutter cut you. Um, anyway, we can jump ahead, you get the idea. So, Lost Boy in Neverland, uh, 
you know, he just seemed to went as all that's what was crazy, you know, as I was getting shoved along on that conveyor belt of uh, the indoctrination camps, aka school, public school, whatever. Not that it's made up of bad people, just the system behind it, you know, the powerheads behind it, Rockefellers, fuck you, dog. Um, as I was getting pushed through that, I was also falling deeper down the rabbit hole. And uh, by, you know, like junior year, it was, uh, you know, I knew I was living on a, a stationary plane and, you know, understood about the Federal Reserve and the whole thing that was going on. And, uh, and because of, you know, because of that, you know, coming up in that system, though, I didn't, you know, up until now, dude, I didn't think that, you know, anybody would really listen to what I have to say about it. You know, universal truth is not measured in mass appeal, immortal technique. Um, and intelligence is not measured by uh, your performance in the classroom. Intelligence is not obedience or regurgitation of information. It's just not. So, you know, I hope you can take something away from this. Um, people... You know, I haven't, you know, for certain stuff, you know, I've got that I've created, you know, I've got <clears throat> nasty comments and some feedback and I, I don't fear that anymore. You know, man, life's short. I'm going to wake up and be 55 years old in a couple of days. And <clears throat> at that point, you know, the pain of not having gone for it would be so much worse than, um, than some people talking shit about me on the internet. Because they don't, because what I have to say, uh, questions are reality. But, you know, I'm always open to a conversation, you know, but let's just be, let's just be respectful. I'm not trashing on anybody else's work. Um, dude, I have, you know, I've made contact with creators on Instagram who definitely don't agree with what I have to say just based off of a glance at their page, but we're supporting each other because we're all human beings, okay? We're all human beings, so let's be fucking cool, all right? How about that? How about that? I'm gonna come up here. I'm gonna come up here. I'm gonna need some more tea. Anyway, so, so stuff goes down. Uh, stuff goes down. Um, what I mean is eventually the day comes and, um, and I'm out. Well, okay. First I was saying I get in trouble, uh, when I was 16 going on 17, going into my senior year. Uh, but in that time when I was on my, in my little, uh, probation program, um, I had a lot of, you know, free time. I was finally, you know, getting serious about the idea of, all right, what is my future going to look like? You know, because up until then, I kind of kept it in my head somewhere that I was going to, you know, do something, make something for myself to support myself. Um, despite not working really hard at anything, I always saw myself as a guy who was going to have it all. And really what, you know, I've come to learn with that means it's just happiness simple things little things is it all is everything um little things are everything so you know I just started throughout that whole time I'd you know I'd do some writing in my notebooks rhyme some words 
in the beginning most of it was based off of my uh Be thug image but you know when i kind of went back at it with a, a new perspective on things you know i wrote some decent poetry um and i didn't have much of a knack for the the rhythm you know i tried rapping uh there was a teacher who took an interest in what i was writing and she uh she really helped me get the ball rolling with my creative side. Um, I even, you know, at that point in time, when I kind of broke away from what I'd been doing, uh, wasn't around the people who I'd been hanging out with as much. Um, you know, I had a, I could see the world as an oyster and I even, you know, got involved in theater and uh, did that during that time. You know, alcohol, played a big role in kind of my, um, you know, it was my escape from, you know, it was drinking because I was anxious and anxious because I was drinking, you know, kind of went around and around. And uh, throughout all of that, alcohol still played a big role. Um, I only quit drinking, uh, gave it up a year ago. But yeah, January, late January, January 24th, 2020 is when I gave it up. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, that time, you know, I start rapping, I do the show, but, um, you know, I had a plan after graduation, I was going to go and, um, and live with family out in Boston, that didn't work out, um, I was there for like, man, I was probably, I've been saying it was like a couple months, probably like a couple weeks, and I was home, and, and I was still as lost as ever, but, at the drop, you know, on a whim, I applied to a, a state college where I knew some people who were going up there and um, I was able to get in. And, you know, as I was, but like I was talking about, um, we, we can have, we can have all the knowledge, we can have all the knowledge about the system and the government and secret societies, all that knowledge about how, how the matrix was built, about how this matrix of society came to be. But, um, dude, I'm here to tell you it's all, it's all worth nothing if you are ignorant to what lies beyond that. Um, in other words, if you're ignorant as to what lies within, um, because uh, knowledge does not make you a decent person. Um, emotional intelligence is everything. Uh, the energy that you put out is everything. It's all about love. So we can, you know, you can explain the Illuminati to me start to finish, but if you don't stand for kindness and you don't actively, if you are not actively um, checking on your emotional stability, it's not worth much. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just relaying that because, you know, going through all of that, knowing everything that I knew and even though there was there were voices and feelings within that understood um that the universe works mentally and that were emotionally charged I did not take care of my emotions or myself or and I was not true to who I really am and I was still I'd behave however um I'd drink however much I wanted to and I was still latching on to that, that image of that rebellious, um, wannabe thug image doing that, doing that stuff. And 
somewhere, somehow I thought I was going to, you know, merge my poetic abilities with that to create some, some rap career. And you will, you will hear me, um, you know, create hip hop music again, create music again. But I really, um, you know, I really latched on to that, to that character who I, who I thought I was. And people, and that's the other thing is people don't see you that way. People know, people know, dude, they know who you are. Um, like I said, the whole thing works mentally. So you're connected, even if you think you're not. You don't, you don't meet anybody in, the, what, how many years do we have? Like 80, like 80 years. So you, you think, think about all the people in the world and you think that you meet the ones that you do by mistake or for no reason. I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't understand that, um, the other side of, of that thinking that I was just talking about. Um, I hope you guys are following along. <clears throat> Let me get some more tea. I'm back, I've got my, uh, peach, like a cleanser tea, peach detox with, mixed with some Earl Grey. Pretty good. So, um, yeah, so I made it to college and I studied music with a little minor in sound engineering. Um, I didn't flunk out, um, you know, the second semester I had some a couple shitty grades, but um, I left. Uh, I met my girlfriend, who I'm still with to this day, and um, and yeah, and we got a we got our own place. But I went after after our year there. But I went I went to the to college um, with the idea, you know, that I was going to just kind of use the social um, aspects and the built-in connections from from being there studying music and just kind of propel myself off of that but um you know I, I would this truth you know the you know the feeling of the mysticism that I was talking about in my early childhood to you know discovering the you know truths of the world and keeping it inside and and I was still doing that um even after I graduated and you know I'd express it in my in my lyrics but um you know so I went through that and partied like I said to my heart's content and um and partied it up and you know scraped by but uh ended up leaving man and um you know I just at that time I still you know I had thoughts about um the things that I could do you know I was kept I had thoughts about what I'm doing now but I just kind of uh, connected with other people who were chasing that um, that kind of traditional uh, rap, hip-hop lifestyle. Um, you know, I had my, you know, I was trying, and at that time I was really at a, a crossroads personally. Um, you know, the way the way I act, you know, the, the lifestyle I was caught up in um, getting to college while I was at school while I was there, um, you know, the, the drinking and drugs and, um, you know, I had my psychedelic adventures and, you know, those led me towards, you know, a more a desire for a more wholesome life, understanding that everything is charged, you know, that we're energy charged by love. Um, and I kept those things inside, but, you know, I still, you know, that comes into, too, you know, this brings me to the, the thoughts of, 
being able to say no to people and karma comes back with interest when you're not willing to learn the lesson the first time around. So I was able to kind of to break off from um, rapping and um, with a group like that and kind of came into my, you know, I took a step away from everything. Uh, you know, I was somewhat involved in the local hip hop scene. I was around for a, for a minute, but um, coming, you know, once I really retreated and, uh, you know, I picked up the things that I always wanted to do, man, the things that, you know, today I look back and all the things that I'm doing now were uh, things that I, I wish I had gotten involved in before I before I ever got in trouble as a teenager, um, before I ever, you know, and then after that happened, I wish, you know, I was still, they, they, like I touched on in the beginning, you know, they set it up where all the, the aspects of of this uh the society that mainstream flow of consciousness that's what it is a mainstream is the mainstream of consciousness on this plane um but there's so much more beauty there's so much more beauty um all over everywhere there's other streams you have your own stream you don't need to tap into that um but man i was saying that all the things once i once i really so i get that all of that man uh growing up um high school graduating um you know the drinking problem uh moving out of home getting kicked out of there going back home going to college um falling down a different rabbit hole of my own uh, you know getting to know discovering and ultimately you know I tried to decide who I was but once I got out of it I was able to discover who I was once I was um, once I unplugged um, I hopped out of that stream the mainstream and uh, you know I found my own um, because of the way that that all went, which I just told you. Um, they make it hard to trust your own your own intuition and desires. Um, and when I was able, once I stepped back from, uh, you know, the social aspects of of what I wanted to do when I was just, once I was by myself, you know, I was with my girlfriend, but once I was alone, um, you know, at the table, ready to create, um, I, you know, I picked up the guitar. That was something, you know, all the different, that's what's so funny. That's the point I was trying to come to here is that, you know, all of the, throughout those years of the story that I just told, um, there were different things that I, I picked up that I wanted to do and ended up straying away from them and became, and I don't, and that's what's so crazy to me now is I don't know why I wasn't ready to commit to, you know, just to some discipline, to practice some discipline, you know, it wasn't really something that I had in my life. So I didn't stick, you know, I didn't stick with the martial arts or, um, you know, the, there's the primal and the arts and 
they're connected even if we don't see it at first but you know I didn't all of the you know the any any sport any martial art and the arts I always I strayed away from those things and and I was unhappy when I didn't have the structure in my life and now I'm at my happiest because I do have the structure and I'm working the hardest that I have been and and those things you know the guitar the martial arts um the music and you know the podcast I you know I didn't I discovered podcasting kind of more recently and um I held on to the idea for a year before I got to it but all these things is what I'm saying let me finish my first point before I go on to another one um my point was that now that they're that I have brought those things into my life even though there there were things that I avoided or stopped and now that they're back I'm happy and the things in the past that I was chasing um now that they're you know uh, acceptance from from others you know in broader terms from society um intoxication you know alcohol and drugs now that they're not a part of my life I'm the happiest I've ever been and those were things that those were the things that I, I chased you know the most acceptance from others and the high the party um you know I just wanted to feel like I belonged but you once you come to terms with that the fact that you belong to um something greater something bigger uh something more powerful higher that you have connection to a higher plane um once you accept that you'll end you go down the path that the universe is laying in front of you you will um everything will be okay and once i got out of those things and i took responsibility for my life and i created um on my own based off of what i wanted to do and only kept around the people who um you know you'll meet other people along your journey and you'll make connections with people but when you're at that point where it's time to reassess and figure yourself out your your circle is going to be small um and the ones who count will be there it's only been um you know my first time my first uh time recording a podcast was like man dude it was in like june like may or june of uh 2020 a few months after that so it hasn't even been for a year since the first episode of the blue coyote and this is where we are this is where we are so that's a little bit about me um yeah i'm gonna have to listen back to this thing um welcome i might be back for a little bit more but i think i think that's a conclusion for now um yeah thank you guys for listening um i can't think of any other points to lay down right now but uh yeah i'm gonna listen back to this and i might even record some more um for this week if i'm just doing the solo this is obviously very easy to make happen um but yeah that so that's kind of i guess that the whole thing that's a bit about me um we'll get into different aspects of that but i hope there's a i almost am forgetting about the camera um i'm hoping that there is that there's some takeaways there um i know the story might not have laid out 
No, I'm just gonna have to listen to it. I know there's some takeaways. Um, it's all love. That's a blue coyote. Peace. Enough.